Today on the podcast review show, we're talking about the contractor's secret weapon. Picking up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the podcast review show. I am one of your hosts, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting, and I always like to start this right up front, just so you don't forget that this show is about opinions and only opinions and it's opinions that have been asked for. And uh, joining me as always is the one, the only Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com. Eric, how you doing, buddy? I am very well, Dave. Great to see you again. Thanks for coming back for yet another week of this fun-filled activity we like to call the podcast review show. This is where we help you spotlight what we feel you're doing right in your podcast, the parts that we feel you might need a little bit tweaking and could benefit to make your podcast a little bit stronger. And we always invite your input. You can find us online anytime you'd like at podcastreviewshow.com. And uh, tonight we have a very special guest, and that is the one, the only Dave Negri from Contractor Secret Weapon. Dave, how's it going? Doing great. It's really awesome. And I'm glad that we can take this opportunity to uh, review our show. Awesome. Well, one of the questions we always like to ask everybody is, why did you get into podcasting? I was talked into it. You're talked into it. Like a, you, you lost a bet kind of thing? Well, no. It's <laughs> actually uh, a guy that I do marketing with, one, I'm one of his customers, he says, Dave, you ought to do podcasting for contractors. And I said, okay. And so I got another guy, um, Justin, to uh, do it together. And um now, I, uh, every time I see Pete or talk to Pete, I say, thanks for the second job. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other question we always like to ask people is, like, what is the goal of the podcast or what are you expecting to get out of it? Well, one of the main goals was to help contractors uh, in all different short, you know, forms learn how to better market their business. Because there's lots of ways to market. I think a lot of times guys get out there and they buy whatever comes across the table first because it's the first person that walks in the door. And it doesn't always work. And, you know, I've spent uh, the last five or six years putting together systems and stuff that works and studying, you know, marketing over the last seven or eight years to know that I'm in the marketing business first and that I get my income from my painting company. I see. So I think most guys just don't know that. So you're kind of like looking out to to kind of just help mentor people and help them avoid some of the the things you've come across? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we always like to uh, start off the show just by listening to the, the first few minutes. So it sounds a little something like this. Secret Weapon Weekly Podcast with your hosts, Justin Jones and Dave Negri. This program is dedicated to helping contractors, remodelers, painters, roofers, roof cleaners, and business owners in the construction industry gain an unfair advantage over the competition. This program supplies you with information that the competition doesn't even know exists. 
This session brought to you by ContractorsSecretWeapon.com. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Jones and Dave Negri. Hey, we're at episode number seven already, and it's been a pretty interesting ride. It has some great guest speakers, and uh, we're going to continue to go on the, uh, the marketing aspect because really marketing is everything. And it's really the first strategy that's the most important because without the marketing, if you don't have people coming in and making calling you or responding to what you're doing, then, you know, waiting by the phone is just a futile process. So the important thing about marketing is to create a game plan. You know, we've talked before about the good, the bad, the boring, but to have a game plan set in place. And you know what? This is just and this is really an appropriate time for that because it's can you believe it it's march already and i know that everybody the 98 percent are just gone past the first of the year and are looking backwards and going man i just can't believe it's march already and i haven't set any marketing goals i haven't set any goals and uh so we're here to help you to um Set those goals for your marketing, um, and we've got some tools that we'll leave you with in the end, but it's just really an appro- appropriate time. So, you know, most companies don't even grow because they don't have a plan uh, for getting caught up because you're in the day-to-day stuff. I mean, I know that if I didn't have this stuff in the forefront of my mind and on my schedule to do, that I'd fly past it. What about you? You just you just said it, Dave, but you got to have this information in front of you just like every contractor that's listening to this has their day-to-day calendar or schedule the separate calendar for your marketing aspect it's got to be there because if it's not there then you're not going to accomplish all your marketing goals and we're going to get into that creating those marketing goals creating that marketing plan originally when i started up my business I created my sales plan, my marketing plan. You go through and set up your financials and everything else. And then what? And then you never look at it again. You never right. touch it again. Yeah. You add stuff to it. You subtract stuff. Maybe yellow pages wasn't working. And you really don't get an overall picture of the marketing plan. What we're going to do here right now is go over what it takes to create a marketing plan. And it's super, super simple. Dave, how many pages for your marketing plan do you have over there? Maybe two or three that you have to look at? I mean, it's not very much at all. Yeah, maximum, maximum two. You know, and, and the main the main idea is on one. I mean, it's all boiled down to one, you know, one page. So, you know, how do we get there? You know, what is what do you what do you want next year to look like that's gonna be different from this year? Because if you know, I know that if I don't and haven't, if I haven't set down and set my goals, then I'm going to be making the same mistakes I made last year. I'm going to be doing the same exact thing. And what's that crazy statement? If you do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, that's the insanity. Truth insanity. So I, I'm trying to move away from insanity. <laughs> Long finger. Dave, I got to tell you that I really enjoy your podcast. Uh, this is going to be pretty easy on you. I think from from top to bottom, you have a great niche. You have a great focus. A lot of the constructive criticism we're going to give you here on this episode is going to be just taking off some of the, the edges. There is uh, There's not a whole lot to work on on your podcast. I think you and Justin have a solid show. 
digging into the nitty gritty here in the open in particular, I think you guys have a solid open. I love the music. To me, it just has that gritty feel to it. It feels like contractors. You know, it, it feels like I'm getting dirt under my fingernails and we're ready to go out and get some things done. And I love the way the open is is concise and it's focused. It gives a solid purpose and a goal to the show. I know exactly what I'm what I'm going to get when I'm listening to your show. I love the, the term unfair advantage. Uh, it's a great business term. And I think it's a fantastic term to use when you're talking to consult to uh, uh, contractors. And I think in the open there, you also do a nice job of giving me the why and making me care about the topic at hand, making me uh, really buy into the fact that we're talking about uh, marketing on this particular episode. And it, it sucks me right into the discussion. And I think we're off to the races. And the first few minutes of the show just get me right into it. I think you did a nice job. Both you and Justin really set it up nicely. And I thought the, the one that got me was about the time, uh, you know, you, the, it's going on. You're kind of setting up what it is. And then you said, I forget how you phrased it, but something like, if I don't do this, then next year I'm going to be sitting there thinking, you know, you started to go in about doing the same thing and expecting this different results. And I was, as you said that, and you asked that question, it instantly, as soon as you asked that question, I'm like, well, what am I doing differently last year than I did this year? And I went, hmm, that's a really good question. And I'm not even a contractor. I was just like, am I doing anything different? And so that, that sucked me in. But I also, I like the music. It, it turned on. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're rocking, baby. It was like, da 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 I'm like, yeah, cool. All right. So uh, I really like that part, too. So a good intro. And, and as, again, I love when I don't have to ask myself, what is this show about? And I knew that. I mean, we listened to, I think it was almost four minutes, maybe three. Not a lot. But, I mean, you knew exactly going into it exactly what was uh, was going on. So, And I, the thing I love about the beginning there is we know exactly who you're talking to, Dave. When you, when you open the show, you have your listener in mind. You know exactly who this show is for. This show isn't for guys that run gas stations down on the corner. We're talking to contractors. We're talking to guys who are going out and using a hammer and, and getting it done every day. And that's what I love about the, the overall tone of the show. You know exactly who you're talking to and you do a great job there with it. The other thing I want to make everybody aware of, as we're talking to Dave about his show here, this is episode number seven, but Dave's and Justin, they're actually up to, I don't know, episode 18 maybe now, Dave, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, though we're listening to episode seven, you guys are twice as far into it. And uh, I think you're doing a sol solid job with all of your episodes. I did have a question about how do you guys record? Because there was one thing in that intro and I have in my notes here, all of a sudden it sounded like Dave from Space Odyssey 2001. You know, it was kind of funny because when we did the, the podcast, we had pushed it off. Mm -hmm. so I had another, it was like February, so I'd take February out because we had actually put it in March. So I had to take the, the uh, February out, the March in. Ah, uh, so, the old splicing kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, the old splicing thing, a different voice, different tone. Yeah, because all of a sudden it was like, that doesn't sound like anything because yeah. I, I mean, like right now, I can tell you're you're sitting a fair distance away from the the microphone, so we're getting a fair amount of, of room noise and stuff. And all of a sudden, there was this voice that was right up on the microphone, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa, what's that?" <laughs> and I did a couple takes, and I'm going, "Ah, I'm nuts to it." <laughs> okay, I wonder what was. I knew there was some story behind that. Again, not a deal breaker. I was just like, "Okay, there's a story there." Some. <laughs> well, what kind of microphone do you use? It sounds like you're. I'm going to guess a a blue snowball. Uh, whichever one you told me to buy. Okay. The Audio-Technica 2100 then? Yeah. Okay. Now, do you and uh, Justin use one microphone or do you each? No, we use two microphones. Okay. 
Because I, I, it's like I said, it sounds good. The only thing I, I, and again, this is me, and this is what's not fair. I was listening in a quiet room with headphones on. So if I yeah. listen to this in the car, I probably wouldn't have heard it. I heard a little bit of like, I think it's your fax machine or your air conditioning. Or you're in Florida. It's probably your air conditioning. But, it could uh, be the air conditioning, yeah. But it sounded, again, I listened today driving again. That's the one thing that people don't listen, realize. When we do this show, I listened to your show about three times already today. Um, <laughs> but no, it it's, it's, was, wasn't distracting at all. I was just, that was the only thing when I heard that voice come in. So that explains the mystery voice that popped in from nowhere. Okay. So we. Yeah. I listened to the, to the show twice, both in my car. I thought Justin's mic sound was a little bit crisper and cleaner than yours, Dave. And I don't know why that was. I think um, I have to really get onto the microphone, you know, to speak. And he he just has a little bit deeper voice than I do. And I have a tendency, and I know it when I start talking to fade off. Now, so I, I have to keep remembering that. Do you have that microphone on now or using a different microphone? I'm just using a computer. Okay. I was going to say, because this does not sound like a 2100. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. All right. I wonder what was going on there. <laughs> One of the things I liked about the show, and it's funny because – Eric and I listen to this, obviously, at different times, and then we write notes uh, that we share, and we both pick the exact same clips. I thought that was hilarious. And so <laughs> one of the things that I really liked is I, I, I titled this clip, I Know My Business. And so let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of this. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they, they wanted me to do marketing with them. So we can expand your rate out 30 miles. Like, oh, no, no, you don't understand. I don't want 30 miles. Well, one, an extra seven. No, no, no. You don't understand. I don't want 30 miles. I want five mile radius. I want referral based marketing. And I don't. And she goes, I don't understand. I said, that's why you do what you do. And I do what I do, because I know that if I have referral based marketing, I'm going to get closed 80 percent. If I do other marketing, whether it's postcards or mailers or whatever or magazine, then my closing ratio goes between 25 and 35, and I have to work twice as much. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the huge mathematician, but 80 and 35, I'm going to take the 80 every time. You're going to take it, but in order to get to that 80%, you had to go through and track oh, and figure out what was working. Yeah. And that's what we're going over here. You've created the marketing plan. You've set the goal. You're tracking now you're getting the results that you're looking for, and you can really see how this is your bottom line. When I listened to that, my knee-jerk reaction was, again, I don't know anything about contractors, but this guy does. And it immediately came across as, okay, here's a guy. I, I don't know if you said anywhere in the intro how long you guys have been doing this, but I thought this is a seasoned veteran that knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what I loved about it, too. It sounded like you took it to the next level. So many people say, oh, contractors, you guys got you got to get out and market. You can't bring people in the door unless you market. And the problem is 50 percent of your marketing works and 50 percent of your marketing doesn't work. The only problem is you don't know which 50 percent. So <laughs> the way that you get on there and you you teach contractors how to track their marketing and you use your 10 by 10 system and really walk them through it and figure out how uh, each uh, system they're using, each method they're using is making the phone ring and then do more of that. I thought that was great because that's where marketer, that's where contractors need help, not just tell them to go out and market and send out postcards and, and get in the coupon packs or whatever, have them track it and figure out what works. And, and you're talking in terms that they can easily understand. You're not just talking in these generic marketing terms that you hear so often on marketing podcasts, 
that just say go market and they really don't tell you how to track it. You get into the nitty gritty and, and make it work for them, which I really appreciate it. My teacher background came out because the one thing I, I wasn't really listening for, but it dawned on me about halfway through that you do a really good job of is not just saying, here's what you should do. You also said, why? And so one of my favorite stories was about being number one in Google and who doesn't want to be number one in Google. And you guys gave the, it was a personal story. It was just somebody talking to their buddy and giving the insights. And here's what happened to me. And uh, here's that story. It was was awesome. I'm going to tell a quick personal story on that. When I got approached, when I went into business to be number one on Google, they said, well, Justin, it's going to cost you a thousand dollars a month at the time. And I'm like, you know what? To be number one on Google, you're going to generate all these calls and everything else. When I started tracking and figuring it out, Verizon was calling me. AT&T was calling me. (laughs) All these different people trying to sell me something were calling me because how easy is it to pick the low lying fruit? Sure. You're going to call the people that are number one, number two, and number three on Google and say, hey, Uh, We've got this plan for you. We've got that plan for you. And by the time I got through tracking all the calls that came off of being number one or number two on number three on Google, when I, when I dropped down a little bit, it was ridiculous. I was spending hours on the phone. My close ratio, you said yours was like 25 to 30. Mine was more like 15 to 20. And I was running all over the place like a madman. And it quickly dawned on me, hold on a second here. Is it the best to be number one on Google? And so when I heard that, I was like, here's the only thing I disliked about that story. It was like about at the 24 minute mark of a 30 minute podcast. Cause I heard, I'm like, man, that was gold. That was like, wow. (laughs) So it was good stuff. I loved it too. The story really sucked me in as well. And I'd love to hear more of those stories on the podcast um, because I think they're powerful. They turn theory into real life examples. Uh, a little later on in that story, Justin says, it was like a crack dealer. He kept coming back and saying, <laughs> now your 1000 has got to be 1500. Now it's got to be 2000. And he just, I got to keep shelling out the money if I want to keep being number one. And uh, finally, he just said, you know what? Being number three is much better than being number one. And it, it made a great point. And I think that uh, solidifies your theory of tracking your information because he wouldn't have known that. He wouldn't have known that his calls were coming from Verizon and all these solicitors and not from actual uh, actual paying customers. So I thought that moving that story a little earlier in the in the episode would have solidified the why a little bit more before we jumped into the the 10 by 10. Yeah, that was the thing that I loved about it is, again, it, it brought in the why. It's one of those things that needs to be challenged. Because we're all like, well, who doesn't want to be number one in Google? And it's like, you know what? There's, there's, you know, everybody wants to be American Idol until you get dropped the next year. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you're flipping burgers. Uh, well, you know, the, the interesting thing, and I think we, we've talked about it in this one or maybe a couple other podcasts, is that Google is not the umbrella of marketing. Mm-hmm. Google fits under the umbrella of marketing. But so many people try to make Google the umbrella. And Google is not the ultimate marketing. Well, and I, even that, because I remember that example and I loved it because it was very visual. I was picturing the umbrella and then I I could see where people were putting this under that and all these other things are marketing. And it's like, no, no, Google goes under the umbrella. It's not the umbrella. And I was like, that's a great, I I could, to me, the umbrella was red for whatever reason in my head. And so (laughs) it was a great visual to that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? A lot of people do that. I, uh, I think I said it last week to, uh, to Jim Hollis about Google. I'm like, Google doesn't buy anything. 
you know, so people do so much to, to write for Google and do this like Google, Google brings people that, that buy things. But in the end, if you really focus just on Google, it's not in some cases, you got to keep that human element in there. And uh, another one that, that I liked, and it just, to me, if your topic doesn't excite you, it's really probably not going to excite your audience and people can hear through that. And so I just have this one title and it was another one. I think that uh, Eric had pulled out just the fact that you guys were talking with passion here. These are the hard numbers. Yeah, they're hard numbers that are in your business. And the longer and the, and the sooner you can actually look at your hard numbers and play with them and say, what can I do better? There's other things that come into the back of your mind and going, you know, if I just raise my prices 5%, I wouldn't have to close as much. I wouldn't have to spend as much on marketing. So, you know, in the end, that tracking is really the mastermind of your business. I love this stuff. I love it. I get real excited. I love it when he says, I love this stuff. Let's talk some more. You can just hear it. He was like, <laughs> give me some more stats. Let's go. So the stats were important and you really did a good job of doing that. And Eric, I know you had some notes about maybe things at times being a little confusing. Yeah, there were some points in time and I don't remember exactly when it was. You were given an example of a contractor and he wants to raise his income 50 grand over the next year. And so you broke that down. If he wants to do 50 grand over the next year, he's got to do a grand a week and how he does that. And you started breaking it down. And if his net cost is this and his expenses are that, um, we really got into it. Dave, do you have the clip? I think I have that clip. So Bob is going to have to track his information like Dave just talked about. And then he figures out with, with the equation that we've given that he needs 18 calls a week. Doesn't matter how he gets them. Right. And then he has to have a minimum close ratio of 15 to 20 percent. So that will generate 55 prospects, which will give him his eight jobs up from two jobs that he's currently doing now. So, again, it breaks down. It's not difficult math. Once you have the spreadsheets and everything, you can you have it all in front of you. You're going to fill out exactly where it's coming from. And then we can move on from that. So you've gotten your goal together. At this point, you're tracking. And then what do we do with that information from there? When you start giving a lot of numbers like that, especially yeah. in audio, and there isn't a visual to go along with it, it, it becomes difficult to follow. And I like the fact that you're given a concrete example of how easy it is to move the number $50,000 over the course of the year. We need to break it down and just figure out what your return is and what the number of calls you need to make to turn it into $50,000. What I thought might have made it a little easier to follow is put that right up front of the podcast at the beginning. So if you have the spreadsheets online for the people to go download, add that example to the top of the spreadsheet to help them walk through the spreadsheet. And then at the beginning of the episode, say, we're going to walk through some numbers in this episode. If you're by your computer, it's really going to help if you download that spreadsheet first so you can kind of follow along as we explain how to get to the number. And then if they can do that, that will help them follow along. If they can't, you can continue to tell the story and they can go back and check it later. But at least those folks that really want to dive in and help and, and crunch those numbers right along with you can follow along on that spreadsheet and on the example and have the numbers in front of them. Otherwise, when you start, especially when we're getting into percentages and, we're, and they're not whole numbers anymore, we start talking 55 and 85 and we're turning that into two and a half. And now, yeah. now, now it gets really confusing. So uh, as you do that, maybe have them download that spreadsheet, 
at the very beginning of the show. As we're talking and setting this up, you download the spreadsheet. So when we get to that point where we're giving you the example, you can follow along and see exactly how the numbers work. I'm going to go ahead and switch over to your website. Now, are you the man behind the website or? Pretty much. Pretty much. I got to hire, hire somebody to straighten it out. Okay. You know, I want to pull it up. I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. He's using a Genesis theme. That was kind of cool when I first saw that. You know, a lot of white space, not too much jumbled on top of each other. And you have an easy link right there in the upper right-hand corner for your iTunes and Stitcher. The, the only thing I would add to that is a good old-fashioned RSS button. The reason for that is, number one, not everybody listens on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, I realize iTunes is huge and Stitcher's, I think, the number one on Android. But I think Microsoft is coming out with some sort of new directory that's going to be looking for just a good old fashioned RSS feed. So whatever the RSS feed is for your podcast, you might want to add one other little button on that. And I see you've got, uh, you're, you're working on a mailing list and you've got, is this just an ebook or is it a report for the uh, seven? Yeah, it's actually a report and it's not even supposed to be on there because it's the guy that did it. It's supposed to be a hidden page because we're going to start uh, actually selling another report using that one as a leader. I liked it. I mean, it's it grabbed my attention. The only thing I was somewhat confused on is that I then scrolled down and saw a tips and tricks newsletter. Is that a different thing? That's a different thing. Yeah, like, like that seven is not even supposed to be on there. Okay. That, cause yeah. that, that was my only thing. I was like, which it's newsletter be, do I yeah, want to sign up for? Age. Got it. The other thing that I found somewhat confusing was when I go to, well, number one, I wasn't sure what the difference was between pre-vault and vault. Cause when you go to them, they kind of look the same. Like this takes me back. Well, yeah. They, we just redid that about a week ago and haven't had time. So pre-vault are going to be things that we have that we're going to probably sell. And then the vault will be a membership site. So it'll be go from one to the other later on. So it's, we're just thinking about stuff in advance. Okay. Because the only thing that right now, what that does is when I go to these different areas and I'm like, well, because I was expecting something different. And when I, right. and I'm like, well, there's that same thing, marketing secret for trades. I see that under resources. I also see it when I go to pre-vault. Right. And then when I go, and I go on, so what you're losing is you're losing your integrity. Because okay. it, it's just one of those things. And then the one thing I did find, let me go to that page, is on this one about bonus interview. And maybe that's why it's a bonus. Because on this page, you have two players. One is from the Blueberry PowerPress player. And then one is from the Lipson player. And I, I don't know how they got there. Because when I go into um, to edit it out, the both of them aren't there. Well, the one thing I, I noticed, and, and you can do whatever you want, just I want to point out here, the Lipson player, and everybody knows I'm a big Lipson fan. Right. But there's a player here, but there's no way, like when I went to download your episode uh, for this, to, to listen to it, there was no way for me to download it. Interesting. And so. When, that was the bonus one? So, yeah, this is the, the bonus one. But when I went to the one that you had us review, there's no way if I just go out here to your homepage and I believe Lipson gives you a way to, to put in a, uh, a text link. So I'll just go on to your latest episode here. And well, this is the other one that when I click on this, it, it leads me to a page of all the episodes, right? You can make yourself, you can save yourself a lot of headaches. If you tag, if there, there are these things called categories in WordPress and it's a way of kind of filtering 
So like if I said, show me all the people on this hangout named Dave, well, we'd have to turn Eric off because he's not named Dave. So it's a filter. And you can say, show me all the blog posts with a category of podcast and it will only show those listings of podcasts because this looks like it's it's hand done. Are you going in and making a link? Yeah. yeah, you can you can all you have to do is tag it as a category and then in your menu system make a link to that category. You will it's so much easier. And all you have to do then is when you're making that blog post, just tag it with whatever you want to do. If you want to call it podcast or uh, or whatever. And so okay. here you have a, a link to the PDF, but there's no way for me to to listen to this player or to listen to this episode except by hitting play and right. one of the things i really like and again i love libsyn i just like the power press player better because it enables me to do what this does stream it it enables me to play it in a new window and it also allows me to download it so that way no matter what your audience wants to do they've got it right there in the player a lot of people listen at work and they'll hit that play a new window because they're constantly leaving the web page. They'll be here and they're like, somebody goes, Hey, you need to check on the such and such report. And they'll just click the back button and there goes your podcast. So gotcha. if you have it in a new window, uh, it helps. And then, like I said, there's some people that want to download it and take it with them or burn it on a CD. There are people that do that. They will burn it to a CD. And I'm like, really, Eric, anything you would like to chime in on, on, on the website? I, I find found it a little difficult to find a few things. The, the five menus that you have were blog, free stuff, resources, pre-vault, and vault. And Dave talked a little bit about it. I found that when I was clicking on a few of the things like the uh, free stuff, the pre-vault, and the resources, it felt like I was just going in a circle with the same, with okay. the same content there. Yeah. Dave kind of hit on that a little bit, and it sounds like you're working on that. With regard to the, the homepage, I love the, the seven strategies thing. I thought it was eye-catching. And uh, I love the, the, the big yellow cover to it. And I, I know you're working on moving that somewhere else, but I thought that was something that caught my attention and really want, um, drove me to that because it's not a long ebook. You know, it's not 145 pages, it's seven marketing strategies. You're gonna come get a seven step checklist that's gonna help you with your marketing and your content. And on, on my uh, uh, website at podcasttalentcoach.com, I have three deep dive videos that are about 30 minutes each that really get into the meat of podcasting. And then I have six free worksheets that are just worksheets that'll help you with your content. I get twice as many downloads on the worksheets than I do on the videos, though the video is an incredibly deep amount of content and the worksheets are just checklists. Everybody wants the worksheets. And because they're easy, they're download, they're easy to digest. And I think if you have a quick tip sheet of seven marketing strategies, um, it would seem to me that that would be more powerful um, than just signing up for an email newsletter. You're giving them something that's immediate okay. and and uh, concrete. The, the other thing I noticed, and this is one of my favorite ones, of course, is the About Us page. It does a good job of explaining who Dave is and who Justin is it doesn't explain a thing about the podcast. And if I understand this right, right now, this website is mainly a podcast website, uh, at least at this point. Right. Uh, when I go to about us or, or just even about, you might want to have a paragraph on here about the podcast. Cause sometimes, you know, they, they look at, Oh, this is a podcast. I wonder what it's about. And they click on that and they're like, Oh, well, here's the guy. And here's the, okay. here's the other. Yeah. So I put a thing about, here's what we talk about and always, try to write that paragraph 
And you don't have to write war and peace, but think about, you know, what's in it for them. What are they going to get? How are they going to benefit from listening to your, your podcast? Cause that's, uh, it's, uh, the more I look into metrics of what visitors look at the about pages always up there in the, the top five, at least of what people look at on your website. So, you know, not, not a lot to, to work on just a couple little things and they're all minor, but, uh, you know, like this one too, here on uh, episode 17, there's something squirrely going on here with your image that it's missing there on your, uh, your image. And, and there's another, yes, yeah, it shows up over here as well. So nothing really huge, but like I said, in general, I, it yeah, you know, I, I took it out of, it transferred over from Libsyn mm-hmm. and it was a TIF file mm. and it wouldn't take it. So I went back and I pulled it out and then I converted it over to a JPEG file, but for some reason it didn't. And I re uploaded it, uploaded it, submitted it. But for some reason it didn't come back through. Hmm. Interesting. Well, one of the things you can do with that is if you take the URL of that actual image and just paste it into like a new tab, if it okay. comes if it comes up, then it's not the image; it's something else here. But if if you put in that URL and it comes up with nothing, then there's something wrong with that that URL. Okay. So, all right, well, let me. Hey, Dave, I have a quick question for you yeah. with regard to your uh, seven low or no cost marketing strategies book, and then your tips and tricks newsletter. Um, do both of those go into the same email database, or are they two separate lists? They're two separate lists. Which Which one do you get more reaction from? Uh, actually the seven tips, the seven just went up and the other one we've gotten a few from, but, uh, actually I haven't gotten anything on the, well, it's only been up like a week and a half. So the seven tips one has. Yeah. Okay. The other last little technical thing, and this is, uh, you know, you could feel free to just flip me off. Uh, <laughs> no, the, I mean, it's all Greek to me. So go ahead. <laughs> the naming of your file had and this is old school stuff. You you typically don't want spaces in your name, and if you can, try to come up with some sort of naming convention like CSW for Contractor Secret Weapon, and then maybe the episode number zero zero seven, and then maybe an underscore or a dash, and then maybe the date. And the reason I say this, the number one, I don't know that it still happens, but in some cases, having spaces in your name may cause issues with players or just general technology. I don't know that that's still an issue. It was many moons ago, but it's something okay. to keep in mind of. And then by having a naming convention, if people download your show, they know what that is before they open it up. Or if it just says number seven marketing tips, I'm like, what is that? But if it says CSW, then I'm, oh, that's contractor secret weapon. There's kind of a little clue there to, uh, let them know what it is. Or if they download all of them, they can see that they're, oh, wait, I, I'm missing episode 13 because I can see them right there. So it's like I said, it's a little minor thing. I don't know that anybody even looks at the name, but uh, there are those people that do download them. And then if it gets stuck in their, uh, you know, all the other files on their, my documents or whatever, uh, then they lose it because there's no way to tell. But all your tagging was great. All your ID3 tags and your your sound levels were awesome. And uh, that was the only thing I was like, oh, their, their naming convention is a little unconventional, but uh, again, that, that, may, that may be something, it may not be a case <laughs> that anybody cares. So we always like to also, we, we, we went over your intro. So we always like to listen to the last couple minutes of your show. So uh, here's what that sounds like. You know, think about your business. Think about what can you do with that? Anytime you add a new service, you know, if you put a new service, you know, anytime you add a new service site, 
let your let all your customers know, you know, hey, you know, we're doing windows now we've never done before. Well, you know, they already like you. They know you. They trust you. They've done business with you before. So they're going to be excited to know the ones that think been thinking about doing windows. Hey, I'll give Bob a call because I really like him. We've done business before. I know what to expect from him. I don't have to look for somebody else. Dave, I think we've pretty much touched everything on creating that marketing plan and giving actionable steps. We've given a lot of value yeah. in this podcast. I'm good with what we've covered so far in the show notes. Again, we're going to have these Excel spreadsheets and we'll give you our, our examples of what, how we go through and we work it. You can create your own or you can take our Excel sheets. I highly recommend doing this. Create your weekly plan, get your goals together, and we will see you on the next episode. Awesome. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Contractor's Secret Weapon Podcast with Justin Jones and Dave Negri. We would love to hear your comments about this episode, so visit us online at www.contractorsecretweapon.com and let us hear your thoughts. If you were listening via iTunes, please leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive, the more other contractors will benefit from this show. Thank you, and see you next time here on the Contractor's Secret Weapon Podcast. And so what was really, for me, bizarre is there's almost no call to action. I mean, there's go to iTunes and leave a review. I was waiting for the follow us on Twitter and uh, like us on Facebook. And I was like, wow, there was there was one call to act one. I was like, wow, that's amazing. I, that One of the reasons why I asked at the beginning of the show, why did you get into this? Is I was like, wow, that's really good information. I'm sure they're going to tell me that if I want more of this, come buy something or something. Because I was waiting for the, the pitch and they're just... There just wasn't one. So that's why when you said uh, we might have a membership site later or things yeah, like yeah. that, I'm like, okay, now I see where we're because it was good content. Uh, Eric- we're, not there, we're, not, we're not there yet. So um, I'm a firm believer in, in, you know, building a trust. We've got stuff that we're working on and we're putting it aside and we're going to trickle a little bit out at a time. We've got the uh, seven uh, things and mm-hmm. we got – 11 secrets to going into high-end homes and communities that we've written uh, that we're going to take care of. And then we've got a an insider secret for contractors that we're going to publish once a month. It'll be a magazine okay. with a, um interview with a successful contractor. Cool. So these, these will be things we're working up to. I was looking for a little more call to action as well. I, I think it's, important that you get those reviews on uh, iTunes. And I love the way that you gave people a reason, you know, spread the word, help other contractors, help us all move forward with it. Uh, the one thing I was hoping for was, uh, where do I get the spreadsheets? You, you, you talked about, we're going to give you the guys the spreadsheets so you can walk yourself through it, but I don't know where to get them. You didn't tell me where to okay. go to get them. And I thought that might be a great opportunity. If you're going to take down the seven marketing tips and use it for, a leader um, to get people into a product funnel, maybe you could put your spreadsheets in there. Maybe that could be whatever product you're talking about in the current episode, that could be your email generator. Maybe that changes every week or every other episode. Okay, that's Um, a great idea. 
but where do where do I get the where do I get those spreadsheets? Send me to your website to go get those and get people involved in the community in that way. The other thing, which is a little nitpicky on my part, a lot of people have crutches that they use, something they use a lot when they talk. They don't want to hear that pregnant pause, that dead air. When you're talking, Dave, I hear you use, a, uh, you know, a lot uh-huh. in your show. Uh, in that last little segment there, you used it five times just in the little clothes that you were wrapping up there. Uh, don't be afraid of silence because silence has a tendency to attract attention. When there's nothing in the air and people hear silence, their ears start to perk up like what just happened there. And whatever you say next will be pretty powerful. So don't be afraid of the silence uh, when you're giving your great content. It'll it'll attract attention for you. Okay. A word for Paul Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Page two. <laughs> So, yeah, I was I was just it was kind of different. I was so used to just this mammoth thing. And it was like, hey, we're done with the show. That was good content. And we're out of here. And I was like, really? Wow. OK, that was kind of different. So I, I understand in the future. And I like that idea. That's like, look, um, you're doing a good job then on your podcast of not sending people to things that aren't ready yet. I would make your website match that again. And, and you're doing that because we talked about the free stuff and the pre vault right. things like that. I would take those off until they're ready. That would be my only uh, suggestion. That's one of the things we like to, to do here at the end is, is kind of uh, wrap up. Here's some things you did good. And uh, Eric, we'll let you start off with that. I think the show sounds very personal. I think you guys have a stellar show for being two contractors getting behind a microphone. You sound like you are very uh, well-versed at what you do, even 18 episodes in. I love the consistency of the show. You do it every week. I looked at the dates of, of your episodes, and week after week after week, it's posted on an incredibly consistent basis, which I love. You had great stories in there. You gave great examples, real-life examples, to help these guys move their business forward. And I thought you have great content. I love the show overall. Just some things to work on there. Numbers get confusing. Remember when you're starting to get into some numbers and help helping contractors, whether it's with their finances or their marketing, once you start getting numbers involved, figure out a way to make that easily digestible for them. Make sure that that call to action is, is clear and crisp. Use it to your advantage. Don't be afraid to have a call to action at the end to help you move your list forward and grow your community, whether that's download some free information on the website or, or join the membership club or whatever you have. Don't be afraid to have that solid call to action there, but give me a reason. Give me a reason to go get something of value from your website and just keep up the great work. I love the phrases that you use like unfair advantage and things like that. The show's very solid. Just a couple things to polish up a little bit. Yeah. All right, awesome. The, uh, for me, again, I, I like the stories. I, I loved, uh, the, just the personal. And like I said, the, the things that said, look, I know what I'm talking about without saying, look, I know what I'm talking about. Just, it just oozed like experience. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, I thought that was cool. And I, again, the intro music and the outro just shows that, Hey, yeah, we're a bunch of contractors, but we are taking this. We're, it's not just, you know, two guys sitting around shooting the breeze. We've actually thought this out. And uh, I, I love that part. Uh, some things I would tweak. We mentioned your website. There's, again, nothing really huge on that, but just these little tweaks to do like that. And maybe if you can come up, because the, the one thing I should point that out, I also love the fact that you you nailed the why. 
Because and, and and the how even in some cases you talked about the the specific specifics of postcards and things of that nature. So it was here's it wasn't just like well here's how you grow your audience. You you do that social media thing. It was like no here's actionable stuff. So keep that up. I thought that was great. And the only thing I could think of is you know maybe after you listen to an episode and you do it, go okay what was the golden nugget, and or, or even before you record it, you know if you know he's going to talk about that Google story. Use that as a teaser. Hey, today on episode seven, we're going to tell you if you think being Google and number one or being number one in Google is the best thing since sliced bread, we got something that might surprise you. Here's the intro. And now I'm like, what do you mean? So if you know that you're going to hit something that you, you're pretty sure this is going to resonate with the audience, you know, move that up a little bit to uh, to to kind of tease them a little bit. A good tease is is always a good thing. And when you cap when you capitalize with that with with a great personal story that shows how people are going to benefit. I mean, it's, it's like Eric said, there's really not a whole lot here to pick on. It's just like, hey, let's polish this up a little bit because we got some we got some great ingredients. I think if we put some icing on this bad boy. We got a pretty good cake. If you're going to use that tease up front, you can always go record that after the show's done. Yeah. After, you know, when you go through the show and you hit something like that that you didn't think was or you didn't know was coming, you can always go back at the at the end when it's all done and then record the intro to the show to tease what's coming up. Okay. Okay. Dave, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show. We really appreciate that. Thanks. I appreciate all your input. It's been uh, really helpful. And a little thing that I didn't even think of. Well, there you go. That's what we like to do. We like to uh, polish up the good stuff and, and maybe help tweak the stuff that, uh, that needs uh, tweaked. Yeah, Dave, I think you guys have a great show there at Contractor's Secret Weapon. I love the name of the show, too. I think uh, I think you got great content, and I think uh, once word gets out amongst contractors, these guys that are sitting on a job site all day long, uh, you know, listening to various audio sources, I think if they discover your podcast, you could quickly be one of their companions on the job site. Absolutely. It's always good uh, to be. Are there, are there a lot of contractor podcasts? No. There's one electrical, and it's more of a radio show. There's one that's, uh, I think his name's David, uh, is Jeffries. It's a contractor, sales and marketing. Uh, I've listened to it. It's completely different. And that's really about it. There's really not that many. There you go. There are four max. <laughs> and and uh, Eric was talking about crutch words. I just said mine, which is, that? there you go. I say it there all the time. Go. I have audio of me before I was a podcaster. So it's been around for about 12 years. It's hard to get that one out of my, <laughs> my language. So I, I'm, I'm still working on that. And uh, so Dave, where can we find you at? Contractorsecretweapon.com. Awesome. Eric? You can find me anytime over at podcasttalentcoach.com. I'd love to help you shape up your podcast as well. And you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to be on the show, we actually record this live via Google Hangout. And we go over your website, as you heard, we, we go over your website, we go over your audio, we go over your content, and we would love to have you come on the show. Our website is podcastreviewshow.com. Just go to podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me and sign up today and we'll have you on the show. So until next week, uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Podcast Review Show.